more of the monocles right after this. Emmy salsa ahi? Ahi. Ahi. Uh-huh. 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 Wow. Oh. Awesome hot chip. <laughs> Get it at 443-742-2134. the monocles on soflowradio.net.com for something a little different. The Monocle started out as a written blog, created to chronicle and give purpose to a sudden abundance of time. With a laptop and a curious mind, a new task was assigned. It was a personal one, to find fulfillment, to be happy every day. The Monocles allows for an expansion of knowledge and healing through stories and laughter. In the Monocles, there's joy in examining and discovering. The Monocles will share the stories about the many people, places, and comminglings that have appeared along this path through a blog and an intention. Alchemy is real. Words, written or spoken, have power and heal. Smile! This is Miami. The opinions and views expressed on the Monocles are not necessarily those of the host, the SoFlow Radio Network, or its sponsors. In this medium, we can do what we want.
Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Monocles. Yay, you're still here, and so am I. Oh, my goodness, isn't that like the question nowadays? Like, you think of a great restaurant, but you have to double-check and see if they survived COVID or someone's business to see if they survived COVID. And um, even if something's open, then you have to check all of these rules, make sure you have your mask. Oh, my goodness. It's a mess. And I want to talk about death. Death and dying and the death of our society, of things, of the way things were. It's time for us to let that pass because we're never going back to the way things were. Oh, my goodness. I saw Lenny Kravitz's birthday today. Happy birthday, Lenny. And he, he uh, posted a video of a concert, I don't know how many years ago, and it was wall to wall, millions of people, lucky people, hands up, waving side to side in unison. We'll never do that again. I don't think, at least. 2020 was terrible for everybody, and it's still terrible. Although we're not saying it's, we're not giving that to 2021. We're just saying, you know, last year. And it's the, residual effects, it's the ripple effects. It's, if you've lived through a hurricane, you know the hurricane storm part isn't the most dangerous, it's the afterwards that's the most dangerous. So it's the same, we're in that afterwards. And oh my goodness, today is the full moon. So, so much going on, so much energy going on. And if you, like me, unfortunately lost a couple of people in 2020. We have to process that too. I said I wouldn't cry. Of course I'm gonna. Not too much. Of course I'm gonna. And that's the release. The letting go. Let go. Let things die. It creates space for new. From something terrible happening, something beautiful always does. But death is a reality. It's the other thing we all have in common. We're all going to be there one day if we're lucky, right? So this is the opportunity to process, let go of, It's not a dishonoring of those who have passed to let go. Death, it's, it's inescapable. And I'm so lucky to know someone who knows exactly how to handle it, how to do stuff. What do you do? 
And if we're lucky, we won't know that we're going to die. We just don't wake up. And hats off to all of those people terminally ill. And you have to deal with, you know you're going to die. It's not easy. And it's certainly not easy when we've held on to so many things that don't make any sense or matter. When you get down to the nitty gritty, what matters creates another incredible place from, from where to live, from where to move forward. I learned about death doulas when Keely Ward was a guest on the Monocles a couple of episodes back. And then death happened because 2020 wasn't a good year for the Rodriguez men in my life. And I said, Keely, we gotta talk about death. Unfortunately, 2020 and this pandemic made it too real, too close to home for too many people. And if that wasn't the cause of the death, it doesn't matter. It's still something that we have to face. And Keely Ward, a wonderful soul journey guide, teacher and coach. Thank you so much for coming back to the Monocles. I'm really excited to talk about death with you. This is so silly. Oh yeah, thanks Monica. It does, I mean, there's not too many people that get excited about talking about death, <laughs> right? But uh, it's almost like one of those um, taboo subjects, but with uh, 2020 being like it was, wow, it brought it right, as you said, right home for a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's it's interesting listening to what you were saying because, you know, it, there was this, it's, it's like the white elephant in the room, right? You know, it's like, oh, we're going to outrun death. <laughs> but we're all going there. You know, at some point, that's the one thing we all do have in common. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just interesting, you know, it's, you know, because we don't talk about death and, um, it's become, mm, oh, you know, it's not part of the norm. Although having said that, like I said, 2020, 21, it, it is becoming more normal to talk about it it's because it's in your face because of the pandemic. You're forced to. You're forced to face death in some way. You're forced to yeah. make really, really adult decisions. And those that are left behind, if, you, if you've passed on without leaving instructions of what you wanted, those that are left behind are left to figure out what it was that you wanted best. And you're at this moment of 
so intense, intense, intense feelings, and then having to make these decisions because unfortunately you can't really wait around too long, you know? No. Um, and the, the, the body has to be buried or cremated or, or whatever it is. And I'm trying to, um, take this as a way of introducing death doulas. I mean, no, there's a better term. End of life. There are a couple of terms, uh, actually, um, an end of life doula, um, um, an end of life or a death midwife. Um, a soul journey guide. They can also um, uh, be called like uh, death midwives. And, you know, back in the day before, um, really before the Civil War, the fam- families used to take care of their own, um, their own dying and their own dead. It was more commonplace, you know, but um, mm. changed. And sure they were also plucking the feathers off of their own chicken nuggets so yeah. it's, it's just a different part of life now yeah. it, it, it's an interesting it's you know I, I feel like it could be so empowering to have a soul journey guide along with you totally. if you know that you're if you know that you're dying, I think it's a must do. Mm-hmm. But even for someone, I thought of you a lot. Yeah. You know, because there's someone that can come and say, hey, okay, team, we're coming together here. Let's get and, and get action going in a way that is healthy. Yes. Well, that's what end of life doulas do or sacred passage doulas they, you know, they offer comforting care to families and their loved ones, right, during the illness and the dying process. And, you know, their, their compassionate presence increases quality life moments for all involved. And, you know, they just bring comfort and peace to those at end of life. That's priceless. Yeah. Just simply, simply priceless. Yeah, they, they, they really assist families and loved ones to focus on what's most important to them. Right? And they, they can assist in working with grief and forgiveness, creating ceremony or ritual. And, and they bring healing practices. And it's a sacred process. I totally went off on a, on a, Hey, I have an idea for a one-year anniversary memorial. Yeah, I think I'll be calling you Keely. Okay. I, in fact, I know I will be. Yeah, um, a doula can help with, um, you know, planning, and you know, it doesn't have to be that somebody is, um, it, you know, has been given a, a a terminal diagnosis or no. You could do this, anybody could do this right now and do an end-of-life vision plan using, um, it's a coaching model, it's called Best Three Months of Life, mm-hmm. where you envision what your end-of-life, say you had, th- you envision you have three months left to live, 
and you really prioritize what's important to you across the five do domains of life, be it physical, um, emotional, spiritual, practical, and um, legacy. And then once you've defined that, you live it like now and don't wait for the last three months of your life. What a fantastic exercise. Um, certainly something no one ever wants to talk about, but having been faced with it and seeing the value of that planning. Yeah. Um, and also I could imagine that the presence of a soul journey guide also brings comfort on a level of um, there's less misunderstanding yes. amongst um, whoever is remaining. I would see where someone would be um, it would be tactical for someone to go in and be able to avoid any I don't know, misunderstandings that can happen um, if, when family and situations come up? Yeah, a, um, a doula can really support the families because it's an intense emotional time and probably will spark off uh, differences mm -hmm. within a, a family unit. Um and so a doula is very good at reading the situation and, and restoring harmony. And because she's a, a neutral person, right? Mm -hmm. I say she, but there are also male doulas. Um, yeah, they, they, they really, you know, have, have a, um, a big role to play in, you know, one, giving a respite to family caregivers. Um, you know, they take the, the weight off. They can demystify the stages of dying. They will sit vigil as well so that the person who's dying is not left alone mm -hmm. so that they don't die alone. Mm -hmm. And then they can really um, support family and others with intense um, emotions. And serving as that neutral person in the room, expert, um, I could totally see where that would be beneficial for everyone there, yeah. be it a peaceful um, coming together or, I don't know, I imagine the more money involved, the more uh, people are, are fighting afterwards, I don't know. Um, but I would just, it would just be like that, the, the, the good decision-making person at yeah. that moment because of the emotion. Yeah. And we don't know how we're going to react and we don't know how we're going to react to how someone else is reacting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it just goes on and on and on. And so I really feel like having someone in the room, um, just change would just change the energy to a positive one if it was one and if it was even more so yeah, yeah they, I... they they you know they 
provide uh, care and comfort for everybody. You know, if if um, a dealer is uh, comes in, um, you know, prior to actual active dying, then they can really sort of um, understand what is uh, the dying person's wishes and um, really fulfill those, help to fulfill and facilitate those. And so they'll, they'll guard and protect that, you know, those wishes as they move into the active dying. How fantastic. Yeah, so, and they, they honor, they honor the other's beliefs and, and they're a steward of a conscious death. And, and that's all we could hope for. You know, that's at that, for that person, for the honor of the person who has passed, that's all that we could hope for. Right. It's so interesting. I mean, um, I still want to say death doula because it kind of sounds like a really good rock name for a rock band. It's kind of like makes your eyebrows go up, doesn't it? When you say death doula, you go, what? Because um, Ula, and then because, you know you hit the electric guitar. Yeah. <laughs> um, what kind of study or preparation does someone need to be able to effectively be a soul journey guide? Uh, what preparation? Well, life experience is a good one. <laughs> Mm. just right there um i think uh compassionate um is a you know definitely a skill a uh, good listener and uh, patient able to um navigate intense situations <laughs> so you know a good all-round life experience person there are um training programs out there that you can attend a person can attend. Um, I did mine through the Conscious Dying Institute. Um, and the founder of, of the Conscious Dying Institute is a lovely woman called Taryn Estes. Mm. She's based in Boulder, Colorado. And um, there's also other, there's in ELDA, which is the International Association of End of Life Doulas. I think they are even offering uh, programs online now. Oh, I yeah. I took my training back in uh, 2018. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, my mom had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And I saw um, this opportunity to join this training. And I was just like all in because, you know, the thing that jumped off the page at me was about learning how to be with intense emotions. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was the hook. You know, and I wanted to prepare myself so I could be there for my mom. Sure. Yeah. So. Is there any training in, say, like, legal affairs or state law that you would have to or be good to know? Um, they, they touch on... Um, a lot of areas. I mean, really, there um, there's sort of three distinct areas of of care. You could say there is the pre-planning, 
right? Where you um, would focus on what the priorities are for those best three months of life. Then there is the preparation for sitting vigil. And then there's the practical after care. And the practical after care gets a little bit, um, I, I want to say tricky because there are a lot of um, state laws in place. And so it's a very fine line because it's very regulated. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it really does um, behoove the doula to be educated um, in what they can and can't do with practical after-death care because there's so many options as well now. Right? Um, you may or may not have heard of green burials, for example, or doing home funerals. Um, hmm. Yeah, those are options out there and becoming more popular now. So, I mean, really, a doula is um, a person who can educate and let people know of some of the options, but not necessarily enacting some of those practical after death care um, things. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many stages to this. And I would imagine that. Working as a soul journey guide, you you wouldn't be taking a lot of clients at the same time. It sounds like it could be so encompassing. Yes. How do you balance that? Well, to start with, I mean, the the it's three months out. It can be further than three months out when it's really the initial planning. But where it comes. Um, more time with the person is um, when it comes down to sitting vigil at the period of active dying and then the doula or, or at me would call on a team of other doulas to come mm -hmm. so that there's round round the clock care so that no person dies alone um, oh that's beautiful yeah and a, a doula can assist in other ways you know like I said it, it's not necessarily that they've learned these um, skills during the, the actual doula training. For example, they could be skilled in aromatherapy, healing touch, breath and meditation, guided visualization, you know, grief recovery, which is what I'm trained in. So there's, there's many facets of it. They can also do practical things, you know, helping... Um, put together some form of legacy like leaving behind um, photo memories putting together photo books mm. creating videos this is what they help to facilitate there's a lot of work to be done um, I know personally on, on that level of archiving yeah. you know history and legacy and being able to reproduce it in some way. It's very, it's a lot of work because, you know, no one expects to die. No one's, no one thinks they're going to die. So yep. you don't plan for these things. Yeah. Well, right there, I think that's where it's like a shift, isn't it? A shift that's starting to happen because nobody is um, infallible. Life, life is so fragile and precious. Um, oh, yeah. I'll share a funny story. Uh -huh. So um, my kid's father passes and 
my kids are in the process of choosing funeral arrangements and at making these big decisions. And um, one said to the other, oh, I, I, I hope mom's not going to want, want something like this. And the other one said, oh, no, mom wants to be buried as she wants to be buried as a tree. And then my son was like, she wants to what? Like the wildest thing. And it was so funny at the moment. It was a good icebreaker. Let's yeah. just laugh and make fun of mom. But um, it turns out that either a tree or um, in the sea. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, you're right. It is a good icebreaker because it's about talking about death now, right? Before you actually are in that process of dying, it just normalizes it because it's a normal part of life. And that's, you know, death isn't the end of life. It's part of the life cycle. Everything. Beautiful way to put it and show it and, and, uh, and from which to approach this. And I'm saying that I'm seeing the invaluable value of what service you provide because you're freeing up and being able to guide when people are most, most vulnerable mm -hmm. in, a, in a, such an intense way. Yeah. And then being able to, you know, to have that person, you know, um, uh, I have a daughter from another mother and she was there to help us with all of the arrangements. That's what she does. Mm -hmm. And she was the one who brought me the information for the sea burial. She's like, I got your mama here. You know, you either a tree or in sea, but it's good for, for those things to be said. Yeah, totally. Because then everybody is um, clear. And that doesn't leave any um, doubt or, as you said in the beginning, trying to figure it out. And then it doesn't cause any um, disagreement between those who are left mourning because it's already a sensitive time, right? An emotional time. You want to come together um, to grieve together and not have some then have decisions that divide, right? Or can get <sighs> Or, or bring out those old wounds. Yeah. I, honestly, I was in awe of watching my kids, how they managed, how they were so respectful of each other, how every decision was agreed upon together. And going outside of the nucleus of the three of them and asking others who, whose opinion was important, but that didn't necessarily matter, but they took that time and courtesy to themselves and to each other. I was in absolute awe. And I've, you know, have buried two parents and can't say that we did the same thing. <laughs> so hats off to them and to being able to, hey, maybe they don't have any underlying issues between them and it didn't come up. You know, I mean, it, I think it's good, I mean, really, to to be prepared and, and make your wishes known and not be ambiguous or leave people guessing, you know? But what you said about the tree, you know, you know do you know that there are these um, 
conservation cemetery where i mean that's that's a beautiful legacy to leave as well because um there is uh, one up here in sort of central florida it's near gainesville it's called uh, payne's prairie conservation cemetery and when you're buried there it's an all-natural burial and what you're doing is you're saving the trees as well because it's a conservation area and what a nice i i i think of it of like what a nicer place to come yeah i've been there we, we you can go walk so i mean like beautiful trees and you know they have um the 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 burial areas you can see the the flowers and the uh, um, bushes are growing up so you know it's it's just again coming back to the cycle right coming back to the cycle of life Yes, coming back to cycle of life, but I'm not really a fan of, of, of cemeteries so much. So wouldn't, you know, wouldn't it be nicer to go sit under mom's tree? <laughs> yeah. You know, put a swing on it or something. Yeah, like just wouldn't that be make for a much nicer moment? Even yeah. mausoleums, they're not comfortable. Like they don't no. make it comfortable for you to go and hang out and spend time. Right. Yeah, you don't want to go hang out uh, either. But uh, walking the forest, you know, conservation areas, trees. Way different story. Yeah, totally different story. There is this uh, great documentary, you know, it's called uh, Will for the Woods. I recommend watching that. I'm writing it down. Yeah, beautiful. It's about Clark. And he has um, terminal cancer and he wants to leave a legacy. And, and he, he goes for um, a green burial. And, they, and, and they're not available in his hometown, but that's his legacy. He gets one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sure, sure. I mean, that, uh, we're dropping like flies over here. So we're going to have to come up with... Uh, new ways to to process this yeah well there's also the the grief aspect which is where i've been uh, focusing on you know because when people are i mean it's one thing to be in the know but then when you lose somebody suddenly there leaves um, some form of emotional incompletion right yeah that's what i found you know you, you where you you either wish you'd said or done something different better or more it's an interesting it's interesting that you say that because i've been divorced for a million years and we didn't hate each other we spent holidays together and you know it was a, it was a different kind of relationship one that we were still parents and we were still a family and unexpectedly passing it was very that's the shock but what was shocking to me was the emotions that were coming up of I never thought well, what if when he was alive but then when he passes 
crazy me starts thinking, of course, of like impossibilities. Yeah. And that really took me by surprise. Yeah. That's, um, that's, it's normal and natural. Normal and natural. It's, um, unresolved grief. You know, when we, when we lose somebody like that, and it compounds as well, if you haven't had the chance to communicate or be complete, emotionally complete, then when that opportunity, I won't say it's gone, but to say it, to speak, to speak it, yeah, to share it, then it comes up, comes up for people. I'm also one to believe that the flickering lights, yeah, you know the the weird the weird feeling in the bed. I mean, but I'm also one to totally believe that that's them. And I also very, very, very much like the next day thought, wow. Everyone's going to be okay. Yeah. That's no, like when the captain of the ship goes, but it's it's going to be okay. Yeah. So human resilience, isn't it? Well, it it was kind of like if if they were if they wasn't going to be okay, he wouldn't have gone. Yeah. That kind of sense. I'm, yeah, I, I get that. Like, okay, his his job was done. Yeah. And yeah, pretty much we go when our job is done. Yeah. But it's interesting to feel that things that were so unexpected, unexpected deaths. My my other friend, the other Rodriguez, that was totally unexpected. Someone who I had just seen, wow. uh, you know, a few days prior best shape of his life you know just everything super super cautious with the pandemic is just like totally totally unexpected so those are things that are just like wow how how do you yeah so sorry that you uh experienced those losses monica they kind of take you by uh surprise don't they kind of like sideswipe you certainly do but they also remind they also remind us to do things exactly they're also reminders to live exactly and to not leave anything unsaid exactly i you know for in the case with actually both of my parents for me it was very very important that everything that i needed to say was said Period. And knowing that and having done that, I can sleep at night. Besides everything else, knowing everything else that was done, I can sleep at night. And that's also a very priceless information, priceless kind of situation to give ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's being um, complete to live life Fully right here in this present moment because that's all we have right we don't know if we're going to get tomorrow or we don't know that for sure we're going to see our loved one the next day or whenever it is 
we just don't know. And that not knowing, that reminder of not knowing gives us courage, allows us to say yes a little bit more often, maybe forces us to be happy, the choice of being happy. Um, it's funny, I have a, a student and she's very, very intense, super bright, super creative, but very, very intense. And when things don't go how she wants, she gets very intense. And I laughed because she said, a teacher told me in third grade I wasn't going to make it to 40. <laughs> and I thought, I just looked at her and I said, you know, you're wasting the best years of your life. You have all of your adult years. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to have that anchor you're a kid go have fun yeah. and it's that reminder or given permission to go have fun yeah it's the um, living life fully and, and um, having fun in the moment and not putting it off for another day right I'll, totally. I'll, 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 take, I'll have fun when I get, to, get this taken care of or I'll do that when I've got my, I know, to-do list done. Or we're living in, in the future and not living in the now. And, and we wonder why we're anxious. Yeah. <laughs> I was so totally like that, Monica. I hear you. I, I know. I hear you. And I have to be reminded many, many times as well to stay present. And it's a constant practice. Um. But those reminders of living are important. Yes, they are. And that being able, you know, they give permission. Mm -hmm. You know, they give space. It creates the space. Something wonderful will come in that void. But that void is never really there. I mean, here's something else I'll share. I... Um, I very much believe and follow um, Dolores Cannon and, you know, the Brian Weisses and the psychologists that are doing past life regressions. And I believe in all of that. And so after you stop crying intensely and a little bit of time passes, then exploring that and and exploring this um this person what was this person in my life and we're going to see them again those are our soul families but um just opening up a lot of space for the thinking of the afterlife and you know and what i believe and what i'm exploring and what i'm learning and it's it could be some of it could be scary um, Everybody has uh, different um, beliefs, and um, it's really what uh, brings comfort to each person, right? And you know, with a as a as a soul journey guide, you know, we respect the the others' uh, beliefs. You know, we uphold those beliefs. You know, we can have different beliefs, but we don't try to push ours on them. Give space and for the respect. Yeah. Totally. Totally. 
I get it. You know, I value and appreciate you so much, Keely. Oh, thank you for inviting me to be on um, and talk about it. As I say, not uh, not very often. You know that there are a growing number of. Um, have you heard of death cafes? No. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's even like death cafes. So you can even, and, and those are becoming online too. So, you know, you can hop on uh, and, and just get comfortable talking about death for anybody, you know, who's listening to us and wants to know more. Oh, wait, no. I, my my yoga teacher, she posts a lot, but she has a, another page and she does post a lot about death. That's, I just made the connection. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there, there was, there's one website, just deathcafe.com. Yeah. And that's where you can find your recent. Um, and they just come together and, you know, talk about death. And normalize it. Yeah, normalize it or just normalize. take the fear out of it. Exactly. Get ideas. Yeah. Or, or you know, or know, or know what, what could be done or can be done. Or what, you know, what would you like done? It's yeah. interesting. It is. I mean, like I say, when you, when you do this, like now, for yourself, anybody, you don't have to be dying, but just do it now, like get a, get a start to, you know, reflect on it. It's really, it's really um, deep personal work. But then is um, a letting go as well in the process, you know, of, of freeing. Yes. And I, I get the, you know, not everybody wants to do the deep personal work. Yeah. And the fear of planning our death or thinking of dying. But when you approach it from the perspective of, not having to burden your loved ones with it. Right. Or, and, and who's to say, it could be something that, you know, maybe I imagine not always all of the wishes can, can be fulfilled, you know, but it could be a good stepping stone or a starting place. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and when you do it from that perspective, I think the the scariness of considering our in, our mortality goes away. Yeah. And hopefully reminds us to say those things that we should say. Exactly. Um you know, with my loved ones, we don't hang up without saying I love you. Or, you know, you know, the last text is always, I love you. And, the, you know, you two back or something. But it's just like, it's, in, it's, it's a habit. It's, it's, it's instinct. It's going to come no matter what, yeah. you know. It wakes you up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Death is actually an awakening. Right. Awakening. What a beautiful way of seeing it like that. Mm-hmm wakes you up uh, to expressing 
your love, expressing your joy, for appreciating the simple pleasures of life, right? And not taking things so, I know, personally, I don't want to say personally, but you know, just like look, like looking at things with a more objective viewpoint, weighing up how serious is this, you know, <laughs> in the big scheme of things. Taking that, that one, two, three breaths before even thinking about what you think about the situation. That's yeah. what yoga has taught me. Yeah. And I was a quick, quick trigger draw. <laughs> <laughs> quick to go in there. What? Same. Same here. Same here. I was like always uh, running, 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 planning, 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 and never in the present moment. Exactly. I say, I call it living in my head and not in my body. Good reminders. Healy, how can someone get in touch with you for Soul Journey Guide work? Uh, through my website. Um, I have my website. I'm just, um, just starting to... Um, Get, get it up there you could say to get get things going it looks lovely thank you so far by the way thank you yeah it's my it's my first name k-e-e-l-e-y maria m ward.com so it's work in progress i'll be you know i'll be adding in more services uh, best three months of life um which i, I touched upon you know end of life vision planning and um, then I have grief recovery services and then uh, yoga nidra, which is wonderfully supporting, you know, supportive for people who are um, dying, but also for family. Sure. I could almost see like a workshop. Oh, yes. Right? I did a workshop, actually. <laughs> Recently? Um, it, it was, um, I, it wasn't recently, it was in 2019. I, I oh. did um, a best three months of life workshop and uh, I did it on the five domains of life. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, it was well received. I really um, so happy to share it. That's um, great. And, and people were interested. <laughs> they were very interested. I believe it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Maybe you should put that up somewhere. Yeah. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, as I say, being with, it was, um, I, 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 got, I created some intense emotions for them, yes. <laughs> wow. Super special. Yeah. Listen, there. that's what we're here for. We're here for those emotions. Yeah. That's, well, the, that's the part of life. You know, you know what, Monica? I have realized that. It's my emotions that give me, uh, give the richness um, and give meaning to my life, right? They remind me of my humanness. That's what the emotions are for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as a, um, as a Latin woman, I can totally <laughs> tap into the, my emotional, passionate yeah. side. Um, and it's great. It's great. Keely, thank you so much for having this 
informative and emotional chat with me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that you invited me to talk about it. Anytime. Got more to say. Got more to talk about. Awesome. Death, death dying, and grief. Yeah, I'm your person. <laughs> <laughs> How can we make it sexy? How can we make dying and grieving sexy? Yeah, well, I um, I say it's like just navigating life's ways, right? It's um, it's just the it's the adventure of life, right? Yeah. The adventure of life. Thank you, my friend. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. summertime coming up get ready to get in the pool find your center in the water find your calm and your peace inside it's amazing to try aqua yoga classes are filling up for the summer session don't miss out follow me on instagram at how to aqua yoga see you in the pool is recorded live each week from the SoFlow Radio Studios in Hollywood, Florida. Written and produced by Monica Uribe. Directed by Christopher Hudspeth. With special thank you to George Rodriguez. All rights reserved.